0: Welcome to the Let's Get Into It Coaching Podcast. My name is Joanne McMillan from joanne.ie and I'm delighted that you have joined me. Each of the episodes are filled with coaching and lessons on how to tune into our intuition, how to become more intuitively aware and how to use our intuition as a guide in our daily life. I'm so excited to get started. So let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Um, you are so welcome again to the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. And today I'm so, so, so delighted to introduce you to the formidable Tino Dwyer. <laughs> it's like, She's the founder of the tourism space. She is a speaker. She had her TED talk speaking debut late last year and also she's a facilitator and a coach to anybody business owners within the tourism industry and she does a heck of a lot more than that. So (laughs) like myself there's like she has a huge kind of introduction because she, she serves people in so many different ways but I'm so delighted to have her here today and share with you a little bit about her story and what brought her to where she is today. And I'm sure there's gonna be plenty in today's talk that you are going to find inspiring and motivating. So Tina, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Joanne. Thanks for having me. Delighted yeah. to be here.
0: Is Thank there you. anything in the introduction that I left out? No. <laughs> no.
1: No? <laughs> no? I think, I think you, you overstate it, So yeah, no, that's, that's plenty, yeah.
0: Thank you. Not at all but um so Tina I am I'm so fascinated by your story we, we've known each other for a little while and it's like I know you live in Clare you're in the beautiful village of NS is the hub for the tourism space or you're in the hub mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's um you know but you're not a Clare woman you you you're a Limerick woman but you ended up in Clare but I would love to know you know or have our listeners hear your story of how you ended up being in Clare yeah it's a
1: bit it's a bit of a hybrid Joanne you know it's not even strictly true to say I'm from Limerick either and I have to say now at this stage of my life I say I'm from Clare and since I moved to Clare I say that and it's home and it's the first place bizarrely in my life I probably felt that I really called home Uh, because I was born in the United States and spent my first few years in California in San Francisco. And so I, I'm technically an American. And then my parents, who are both from Clare, came back to Ireland when I was a small child. And they're very staunch Clare people themselves. So I have Clare blood, but they settled in Limerick. And right. so I grew I grew up in County Limerick as a result. But um a lot very very much conscious of uh, my parents' Clare heritage because like I say they're quite staunch about it um even though they stayed in Limerick so in a way I feel I came back you know to Clare but they where I live now in North Clare is not where they were from they were yes. from like West Clare and East Clare in different parts but um yeah eventually I made it I made it back here I think we moved in um 2007 so we've been here wow. been here since then yeah it's
0: You shared with me um, a part of your story of where you went out. I think it was Doolin Mm. for a weekend or with friends. And you had a moment of feeling that I'm going to be back here. So do you want to share with me that? You know, because part of our podcast is about how we get these intuitive (laughs) nudges throughout our lives. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah.
1: And you can listen to them or not. I I did get It was more than a nudge. You know, it was it's a real, very. a very memorable moment in my life you know the way you can forget so much I, I really remember that yeah a, a group of friends we were in you know our, our early 20s and we had that kind of custom I suppose of going away for the long weekends you know going somewhere usually far flung on the south coast east coast far away as you could go rent a house and have a get together for the weekend and it was my turn to organize it and I organized to go to Doolin which I had hadn't been to before myself and just heard about it and we had a great weekend and on the Monday the bank holiday Monday before we were leaving we went down to the pier in Doolan and anybody who knows that knows it's really quite dramatic there and the waves are always crashing even on a calm day and we were just sitting there you know I suppose gathering ourselves definitely after a night on the tiles I'd say we looked the worst for wear and we felt the worst for wear I know I did for sure and um sitting on the rocks looking out feeling how am I going to make the journey back to Dublin and I just got this amazing sense of I I can't describe it as I just got a bit mesmerized you know I forgot the people who were around me and what it was and I just felt totally in that moment in the right place you know and saying I I just love this I love it I just feel like this I could sit in this rock all day you know and I, I was sitting on a rock and I had a very clear thought in my head, you know, if I'm 40 and not settle down, I'll come and live here. Now, when you're 21 or two, 40 yeah. might as well be one foot in the grave. Of course, now I think that's really young. But at the time, it seemed like, you know, I'll go and have my career yeah. and, you know, I'll make enough money to buy a cottage in Doolan and then I'll come back and live around mm-hmm. here. And I just always kept that in my head you know and from that moment i went back then to clear a lot by myself you know i went back around north theory walking and visiting and that kind of stuff Um, but didn't move until until 2007 yeah that was when we actually that was when we actually moved so um, it was a good long time later and when i did move i had that same feeling again of yeah i was home this was the place and i'd never had that anywhere else you know i'd lived in a lot of different places never had that anywhere else and all i could think of was why didn't i move then you know now at that with hindsight i was then in my in my 30s you know when i was going so it's probably a good 15 years gone by and why didn't i just when i had the feeling why didn't i move then so it was definitely a case i didn't listen to my intuition because i'm sure life would have been just a bit more settled had i just moved then you know i'm sure it would have been
0: yeah interesting isn't Mm. it and i know you know you talk about kind of place and how we can feel like we belong somewhere and i know that is a, a core part of I suppose what you share with a lot of your clients and a lot of the training and things that you do is about having that pride of place or that belonging, you know, and how important it is for us to have that connection to the community and, and the land, even, you know, yeah, where we, yeah. we find ourselves. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you, if there's anything you want to share around that.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think a lot about place, you know, I probably mm. would like to maybe formally study it a bit more. Mm. Um, I definitely had that that feeling of being this being my place but the the opposite side of that is being in places where I felt out of place
0: yes you know
1: and spending a large part of your life feeling yes. out of place you know yes. and 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 not actually knowing that not realizing it I didn't realize it until I was here you know what it feels like to belong you know because And then I realized why I moved so many times, why I went from different jobs, why I thought it'd be nice to live in Dublin, or maybe I'll go back to Limerick, or maybe I'll try England, you know, and it was just, it was all a bit of an adventure, but it's really some kind of yearning to belong and to fit in somewhere. So um, yeah, I do think a lot about that, just that there's some level, I can't explain to you why this is my place. I can't explain it, I don't know why, but I, I stopped questioning it in that it is and I know it because things just align mm-hmm. uh, for me in my head and people might think that's cracked or not but it works for me you know yeah. but then in the in the industry I support is the tourism industry is all about place yes. and I've always thought it's a, it's different to any other industry because you are actually effectively promoting selling sharing somebody's yeah. place and that has a whole different weight of responsibility and obligation with it. And some people honor that and, and others don't, you know, and some parts of the industry do and others don't. But in tourism, I'd worked in a corporate career for a long time before that. I just found people who were doing what they do or living where they lived because they love the place, yes. you know, and tourism maybe was their option to allow them be in the place or allow them make their make the place their work. You know, that that kind of stuff. And so I think maybe just just met people for whom place was central to their work, to their life, to their decisions, you know, that they kind of made the decision mm-hmm. around the place and let the rest fall in, fall in. So um, yeah, I think yeah. there's just so much to that that yeah. maybe maybe isn't at our conscious level even.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it adds a whole new layer to, you know love what you do and do what you love it's like i love also where you you're doing what you love yeah. to do <laughs> i think yeah. that is really important because it's a different kind of support isn't it it's like when you feel yeah. supported by the place where you are yeah absolutely and like absolutely. you say even on a subconscious level i i very much understand that from you know, East Clare, you know, and where I live is very much that to me. And I can't explain Mm. that either. It just feels like I've come home, Mm. even though I'm from the other side of the world (laughs) or was born on the other side of the world, just like yourself. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I find, I find that fascinating. It's like, you know, a relationship on, on a subconscious level or on a body level, you know, with where we're at and we don't, you know, we, we can't always understand it or, even want to understand it and it's just it just is and
1: that's it and even wanting to understand it and explore it you know i, I think i said there I, i've accepted it i used to yes. question that enough because like, i needed to rationalize it yes whereas now um you kind of have to justify why you would move to the west of ireland <laughs> yeah. not anymore not anymore but when <laughs> i did it yeah it was it was like you know maybe she's had a breakdown maybe she's opting out or something you know and, and it wasn't i i really felt i was opting in yeah, you know I was up, and I've always felt that, you know that I, that I opted in. and um, but where was I going to say that? Yeah, I felt the need to to justify it, and I yeah. could never find the justification. But I suppose the more work has gone on, you explore things like that, this whole idea that we are not separate to yes. nature and the world in the face. We're just we're part of that system and I don't think I understand it but I certainly acknowledge that's true and yeah. I accept it and maybe maybe down the line I'll understand it better but yeah. just see yourself as part of a whole you know and not I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a visitor to this place I'm part of the place and the place is part of me like
0: yes yeah, really it is. yes yeah. and it is it's like you know and I, I love that it's like I'm not a visitor it's like you know that we are part of that place and you know to see it as that it's almost like an extension of ourselves and you know
1: yeah, how we can yeah.
0: care for and nurture for the place yeah. we're in too exactly yeah yeah, exactly. yeah very interesting how did being in clare um i don't know if it did influence or because I know you are bilingual, <laughs> or I know you you talk more more than two languages. I think you speak Four. German too. <laughs> yeah. If I remember right, yeah. but it's yeah. like you are, according to me, you are fluent Irish <laughs> for sure. Okay. And it's like, how did living in Clare? Did it support that, or were you always? Do you always have an interest in
1: in Irish? Mm. Um, I suppose. Um, I think I always had an interest. I actually um, probably. In school, the easiest thing for me was languages, you know, I I found them very easy and um, I did Irish, German and French in school and then in college I went to, I did, studied international marketing with German and French, so I did German and French onto degree level and then after that I did, I had an opportunity to work on a research project in Dublin City University that was a, a program between Wales and Ireland about entrepreneurship and innovation but it was through Irish and Welsh creating materials through Irish and Welsh so in that time in that one year I'd kind of forgotten my Irish after school and then maybe maybe five or six years after school a few years after college I got an opportunity to work on on this and so I spent a year where I was just immersed in Irish and um, with people who lived their lives in Irish and um, that that was the kind of that that's where Irish stopped being a school subject and started being a, a living language for me and I've just kind of—I don't often get an opportunity to use it, but maybe I need to search it out a bit more. But yeah, it's yeah. been—it um, is something. I, I, it's a bit like the place, Joanne. Yes. You get me—you get me too deep here now. But there's <laughs> no. there's words in in I found when I was that year when I was living through Irish. Um, I found it much easier. I found words that expressed my thoughts better in Irish yeah. than in yeah. what was my native language, English. And I could never understand that. And again, it's something beyond my rational. It's probably um, it's it is the language of this country. It is the language of this people. It was extinguished in some way, you know, without getting into any of that. But it's true that that language reflects the culture and not the other way around. So we're bad at English. Like Irish people are quite bad at English. And I apologize to anyone who takes offense at that. But having lived in England, they have a super mastery of their own language, which, of course, is not surprising. But we don't have the same mastery. We don't, and and there's. A, I read a study on this once where you know, an English person will speak about sixty percent, no, about forty percent less than an Irish person in terms of volume of words.
0: Wow. You know,
1: and and but that's really because. We, we're not able to put our, our finger on the precise word that they yes. can, you know, so yes. they, ha, they they'll use words that sound too fancy for us, you know, yes. that kind of way yes. or that we'd be, we'd be embarrassed to use, you know, yes. like ghastly or something yes. like that. <laughs> it's a perfect word, but we would never say it, you know, and we'd have six or seven words to describe that in an yes. Irish way. And, and that's what I understood when I became really um, in that year, I suppose I would say I was fluent in Irish in that year, um, that there are words in Irish that are precisely what I want to say. Yeah. you know and they don't have a translation in English and that made sense to me then that they're Irish words because that's the way Irish people think and they were the words designed by us to express our way of living mm-hmm. and our way of being in the world and then I at that time just regarded it such a loss yeah to have absolutely. lost that power to express yourselves exactly yeah. the way you should be expressed yes. you know absolutely. and I gained huge admiration for the English language as a result you know I really did for the the sophistication of words that, that people who are truly comfortable with English yes. use. And of course we're comfortable with English, of course we are, we're fluent, but it's that that added level of really using yes. the language and mm-hmm. having it express you exactly the way you want it to be expressed, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And I, I agree with you. It's like, I find, you know, the Irish culture overall is so descriptive and the, the mm. songs and the storytelling and everything is so core to the culture and to the people. Yeah. Mm. And including the language, then, you know, from what I the little bits I've learned from you as well. It's like it's a description of a feeling or a thing more so than just a definition.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) in school, we had learned how to translate English to Irish, you know, and you'd learn the Irish word and you'd learn what that was in English or vice versa. Whereas when you get a deeper understanding of it you can't translate no. directly yeah. They're, yeah. they're they're just different ways of saying it different ways different concepts yeah. you know and and there isn't that ability and it's why it's why we find it hard to learn it in school because yeah. it's not it's not parallel to English and same with every other language you can't directly mm. translate German or French mm. or whatever but um yeah I think there's there's so much in it you know yeah. there's just so much in it and I listen to people yeah. now who are brilliant at Irish and I just oh gosh there's so much more that we could have known and could have learned like there's that guy who wrote the book 30 words for field or 40 words for field or something like that (laughs) wow apparently in irish there are about that many words for field but of course that makes sense because we're obsessed with land it (laughs) makes sense you know so it's like oh yeah of course there is
0: yes yes exactly (laughs) it's like the eskimos that have like 50 words for snow yeah of course
1: I bought yes. that book. I couldn't resist it. 14 minutes for field. just that is so
0: amazing. Much. Yeah. So it then fits the 40 shades of green then too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So one of those words that I've learned from you is the word mishnak. And I don't even know if I'm saying it right. You are, i yeah, No, yeah, I'm yeah. Mishnach. And yeah. I just found, you know, the little bits, I think there's a lot more depth to the word, even than what I have grasped, but it's it feels like mishnach is such a good word for entrepreneurs
1: <laughs> yeah i
0: would yeah. love to i suppose for you just to tell us a little bit more about the, the word and
1: yeah i'm not an authority on, yeah. on the word and i'm not necessarily the best person to you know translate it or, or but I'll, I'll do what i understand of yeah. it um Again, I don't know where where I started having the word Mishnah as, as part of part of my life but it's it's what I it mm. you know it is it is I, I find myself writing it down and I, including yeah. it in things and it's yeah. part of program sometimes and it's just a word amongst quite a few I suppose that that really has meaning or holds meaning for mm. me and even just the sound of it like Mishnah yes. mishnach, mishnach yeah. is probably like it's it's just one of those words that has I don't know you you're obviously didn't grow up learning Irish no. what does it sound like to you I'd love to know as someone from What does it sound, sound like mean. To,
0: it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like it's more an image that comes to my mind it's like a warrior stepping forward going yeah <laughs> that's what it sounds <laughs> like to me <laughs> it's like yes yeah. you know that there's an yeah. Irish word for, is it, it's a shot. Is yes, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was part of a weekend group of women, and you know anything that was ended in this group went psha, you know, at the end. <laughs> so yeah. you know it has that feeling for me,
1: you know. Well, that's it. I, I do think <laughs> the sound of the word has an awful lot even if you didn't know yeah. what it meant. It's like Mishnah, yeah. it just sounds. There's a bit of power in it. You have to have a bit of effort to say it. Yes. you know there's two really different syllables they don't run into each other and it just has that clout i suppose as a yes. word it's not a soft you know no. background word it's no. a right out there in your face word and <laughs> um and then the meaning it's loosely like like if we were in school we we translate that as bravery or courage you know okay. if we were doing the english-irish translation and um, that's what a, it would be but it's um it's, it's just so much more and as I've learned somebody said to me once it's you know because there's a thousand years of wisdom in that word now because yes. the word is old and it's come down through generations and survived mm-hmm. and it's gathered all this other meaning and um our other meaning it always had this meaning and it is a bit like what you say it's that um that warrior like bravery yes. but not, not not maybe quite as confrontational it's like um I I take it as bravery and courage but coming from a very deep place it's yes. like a steadfast You know, grounded belief that that you know I'm strong enough, powerful enough, and I'm go and I'm going to go for that. I'm going to step out into that. Like and it's Mishnah has a little bit of, it takes a bit of guts, you know, and it takes a bit of (laughs) you know the other word I'm going to say, but it takes a bit a bit of guts to to step into it and to step out and to to wave your sword and 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 say the word, you know, and be the word. Yes, and um, it definitely is about coming from a place of of truth and honesty and self-belief and um it's that kind of resilience as well it's like you know I'm gonna stay tough here I'm gonna I'm gonna stay standing and steadfast is the word I'm thinking of I'm gonna stay standing and I'm gonna be brave enough and also for me then it started to mean the more I got into coaching and understanding that it's more like and I'm not saying I don't think this necessarily belongs with the word coming back along but I'm going to I'm going to honor myself i'm going to yes. stand here for myself i'm going yes. to be brave enough for myself you know yes. and um and and the courage of myself so yeah the word means an awful lot and i, I use it on screensavers and stuff like that <laughs> to remind me to do that yes. you know that you know you, you got to stand up you got to stand up yeah. and it's very easy to to not mm. stand up you know
0: and what a great great um word to use you know on screensavers and things to remind mm. us and, you know mm. And it's like, yeah, I would certainly want to learn even more about it and how people do it. And, you know, but for me, it always feels like such a good word for entrepreneurs, because we have all of those things when you have your own business. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You You have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go for it and take, you know, take up courage and yeah and energy and everything and like you say show up for yourself you yeah know? yeah 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 get exactly. out of your own way <laughs> no it's
1: a, it's a fabulous word it's fabulous yeah word, yeah, yeah no, and
0: please, there's another
1: word and it's you see it's yeah. different there's a word called
0: mehel there's mehel.
1: there's three words that i'm really close to with they're all no. big but mehel what does that one sound
0: like <laughs> mehel put you on the spot no it's then we think. it's like mehel feels more I, I want to, the, the English word that comes into my head is mellow. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. And it feels like that to me. And what mehel means is um, it, if I was to use it in the context yeah. of business means collaboration and working together. Oh. But it was, it came from this idea of uh, back when, you know, the farming culture as well. Yeah. Um, if we, if the harvest was being done or you were doing the hay, Yes. in an area all the farmers would go to one farm help each other That's get it right. done then they'd all move on to the next farm yes. they and that was called a mehel right oh, so wow. that, that practice was mehel so it was all about you know you know minding each other and you yeah. know all of us get on and everything and and i think it's a very mellow calm yes. you know pastel kind of word <laughs> yes. and it does go very well with collaboration so it just yeah. highlights the sound like Mishnah creates a mood yes. mood and mehel creates a different mood True. and it's just the sound of the word, you know, that and um,
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah.
0: fascinating. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. I yeah, do love it. An old... And I love that in Irish culture or tradition that you know people do that, that they pull together like that in communities. Um, and yeah. you know, coming from South Africa, you know, that wasn't something, and it's still not something that South Africans really do. They very Mm. rarely pull together, unless Mm. there's a massive crisis somewhere, you know? But it's like, really, and it's like, but even, you know, having lived in different parts of Ireland, in and around Munster, um you know even when you know there's the old tradition of going to dig a a grave of somebody elderly that have passed on in the community and all the men in the community come together and they and I always I always always am moved by that yeah yeah it is it is true but I
1: noticed here when I grew up in Limerick it wasn't a a term I heard but here in Clare um even my husband would use it and his family as a current word you know we're going on a map and it might mm. be joy of the summer, they're going to help at somebody else's farm and whatever, yeah. or he, he he came on the mountain. And they use it like that in English, you know? So yes. it's,
0: uh, yeah. yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, mm. I really like that. What's the third word? Oh, I'll
1: <laughs> bring you down another avenue now. My third <laughs> word is machnuf. Machnuf.
0: Does that say anything to you? Machnuf. Machnuf.
1: mach-nuf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm testing all your South African intuition now. <laughs> like
0: my, my sound um mach-nuf.
1: Mach-nof. Mach-nof.
0: it feels like completion or something it's like the end enough <laughs> isn't it funny um what well when i take machnav to me you swear
1: i was an a, an expert in the irish language i'm not they're just words that that yeah. mean something to me machnav is again not a great translation but it's like contemplation oh or to to contemplate you know to make yes. a machnav would be you know to to contemplate or or let it let it sit or just be wow. still be still and absorb it you know and I just find those three for entrepreneurship are really good totally. like and you, you need them all you need them totally all. Um, yes. but they're, they're very different to each yeah. other and I do love the way the sounds of those words then are yeah, so different yeah. you
0: know? so That's, I can totally relate to that kind of word because <laughs> it's something that I would do I would stop and you know even I don't know if sometimes shock or what it's like okay what do I do now and I wait until like I don't know if you, Tina and I were together on one of David King's wolf walks and I got lost yeah. at some point and I just stopped and I thought someone would come and find me <laughs> but it's something just, just so yeah so integral in my being I just wait mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. guidance or solution yeah. or a direction yeah. to go into <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know which is unusual for my um my nature is usually just to charge ahead you know yeah. yeah, but it is yes. That is beautiful. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing your entrepreneur words <laughs> with us. Yeah, that is gorgeous. They're, they're my secret words on my screen. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, no, I do love it, yeah. I, and I can totally see where you're drawn to them. You know, within your business as well, and I suppose just how you know within community, and it's very much the, that's something I've really learned about you, Tina. It's like how you, I don't want to say you immerse yourself in community, but you very much bring people together and you allow people to mingle and and connect and all of that and it's like it's a real talent you have and a gift and a skill you have to do that and I've had the pleasure to to join you on your huddle within the tourism space and it's like it's just lovely the communities that you create and the spaces you hold for people in training and and all of that is just I really have to commend you on that it's i don't know you. i you love know. that
1: myself that's, that's yeah. my favorite work i, I just yeah. part of that yeah. you know
0: exactly I, I, I
1: get amazed i get a chance to do it and, and yeah. call it work You know?
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's but it brilliant. is you're so good at that facilitation mm-hmm. and giving everybody space and mm-hmm. um, i think it's yeah it's it's truly lovely Thank you. John. yeah yeah and talking about that it's like you've been doing this um series of posts on your linkedin so if 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 you don't follow Tina on LinkedIn yet, I'm going to share her LinkedIn down (laughs) below and you need to follow Tina. But it's like you're doing a series of photographs and reflections of what you call the nature of business. The business. Yeah, the business of nature. 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 And it's just I've been, yeah, so drawn in by them and kind of reflecting on your reflections and it's just beautiful. Do you want to touch on that? Where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) You started to do it. (laughs) this is one. it only started on the 1st of
1: january this year and um i feel the same way about that as i do when i moved to the west of ireland I was like i need to justify this mad thing i'm doing no, um, it's lovely. i don't know why i'm doing it i do um in the sense i suppose it's a long story as well basically what it is uh, yeah i was debating the hashtag for a while the business of nature or the nature of business but this whole and i think i use them both really but the um you know, Joanne, from, from our own conversations, this whole idea of um, regenerative tourism, regeneration yes. in general, and our connection to nature and all of that yes. has been very much a part of my own learning journey over the last year or two, l- longer even. Um, my background in tourism was in sustainable tourism and we always we always struggled with that word sustainable. I did because it's, it's just not appropriate for what's needed or what we're talking about. And the last couple of years I've discovered the word regeneration which is really where my thoughts were at without the word you know so um, and a big part of of I suppose that dialogue without me being conscious about it is back to what I was saying about the place you know the our our huge connection to our to ourselves and the world around us and how we've lost Mm -hmm. so much of that and um, then as you know last year I did the Celtic Leader course with a wonderful lady called Nadine McCarthy and um that's uh, yeah all about celtic wisdom and you know nature was such a big part of their life so in that course it was it was a big thing and we had a couple of times just to practice of you know i think she called it uh rambling intentionally in nature yes just going for a walk but with a thought in your head, you know, and I suppose it's a way of tapping into your intuition or the natural wisdom anyway. Totally. Um having the thought in your head and then just just waiting to see what emerges and what yes. comes into you. And I had a few a few transformational moments with that. Now that was directed in you know exercises for the course.
0: Yes. But
1: then so I so th- those things were going on in the background, I suppose that's what I mean. And on New Year's Day this year it was a beautiful day, if you remember it. Mm. And uh, for some reason, well. I know that I was out all day long which would yes. be quite unusual it was just you know went for a walk with the dog in the morning I went for a cycle with my daughter we decided we'd go to the Cliffs of Over because it was so lovely came back yeah. and thought oh we'll go to the Hinch beach because the tide is out so I was all day out um in beautiful places and I just mm. had one of those You, know, I think maybe all my senses were heightened or something but I just really felt nature was talking to me I was yeah. feeling very Yes. touched or moved and, and quite exhilarated by the day you know and everything and I came home in the evening and I think we did a little walk in the evening again <laughs> and I was with my husband and I said I had this mad idea that I, maybe I should just write down what I'm noticing about nature yes. every day maybe just do that practice and I don't have the time for the big long exercises we did in the course but yeah. I could give it a minute every day you know yes. I could just give it a minute and um, and I said to him would that be mad <laughs> no. And he was like, no matter than anything else to do, but he said, uh, you know, he said, no, he said, that's like, he felt it was quite interesting. Yes. So I took that as a, as a whatever. And so I just said to myself, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going yeah. to take a photo or a video every day. And I'm just going to write, I'm going to be open to what nature might be telling yes. me. And, uh, and I suppose that's the difference as opposed to, I'm going to go looking for a lesson. You know, yes. I just, gonna, I'm just going to notice something yes. and then I'm going to see what, oh. what filters and it's, um, it's been great we're on day 21 or 2 21 I suppose now today and uh it's it's been so insightful to me I don't know if anybody else has paid any attention but I'm posting it for the discipline of it you know that I have a commitment now you know and because otherwise it would it would get let let go on a busy day and I'm posting it around 10 and 11 o'clock at night because that's when I get a chance to sit down but the the real um The brilliance of it is that it does actually make me be mindful for a moment in the day, and I—I'm not particularly good at being mindful. I'm particularly good at being busy. I'm not—I'm not good at being mindful, and it does just that. It's—I'm calling it a practice deliberately to Mm. train myself that I will do this every day, and then I might have the time to even think about it then, or think about it later, whichever way it is. And um, I'm just stunned at the things Mm. I'm genuinely hearing. Like I I I can't—I don't know whether my intuition or is it nature. I think it's back to the fact that we're all connected, and oh, all in. yeah. But I, I'm definitely hearing things that, excuse me, my light <laughs> and death, that, that I didn't make up, that I didn't have in my head before, that only came to me because I've, I've yes. taken the moment to look at something. Yes. And if you've been following them, Joanne, mm-hmm. some of the, they're really mundane, and oh, but I'm stunned. I, it. I I look at, I walk the same road three or four times a week yeah. with the dog, and I'm literally seeing things i've never noticed yes. and that's the shocking thing like mm. that you can be there several times a week every week over several years which is yes. the case and i never saw that tree yeah for example yes, yes. but when, when i saw the tree then then you really notice the tree mm. and then you go and you see the detail of the tree yes. and then the tree starts to mean something and then i'm mm. walking away a bit disgusted i was like, how did i never see that tree it's <laughs> so much to tell me yes yes <laughs> then think you better not say that out loud because no. be so, <laughs> yeah. so that's why that, that's what i'm doing but last night i just and i'm not a good photographer either it's just on my phone oh,
0: your photos are beautiful
1: i don't know if you saw last night's one and it's yes. i am kind of taking myself by surprise my daughter came in and said oh ma'am, the sunset was beautiful this evening and we were just mm. it's been dark every evening i said oh, we'll get the end of it and when we went out yes it's just a line across yeah. the sky like <laughs> this beautiful line and it's just like that's amazing yeah like, that is and and we just don't see it and yes. of course the word threshold came in yes. my head yeah. um which is a big thing and and it's literally i i'm finding i'm finding it like part to me but i'm almost observing it as well going yes. my god look i just yeah. saw that line yeah yeah <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't
0: have seen it before oh, no, yeah it. yeah you know, so it's, it's, it's gorgeous no yeah. i think it's lovely and i i you know one of the the things that i often anybody who wants to develop their intuition i would encourage them to spend time out in nature but i also say to them allow nature to spend time with you and they would go huh (laughs) i would go it's like we we're always so it's like we need to get out in the fresh air and we need to do this and this and this but very rarely do we allow nature to spend time with us and allow you know those messages you know the beauty of it to to enter us instead of us just always seeing or doing or giving do you know what i mean
1: yeah it's that's a beautiful way of putting it joanne i must remember that it's like i have very definitely there was one day where nothing was occurring to me you know and it's like oh god maybe i need to come up with something you know and i felt like yeah i'm not i'm not here i'm not getting anything from nature but of course it did come you know and it's I I've almost relieved myself of the responsibility exactly. of finding the lesson. Yes. It's like trusting that there is one. And yes. it sounds so off my head to be told, <laughs> like, you know, I'm a very rational person, <laughs> you know, and that's why I'm finding this so enlightening for myself. And then an odd person sends a message, very few are posting, but you know, people send a message and they go, you know, thanks for this. Cause now I'm noticing stuff or, and they send me a picture of something they've seen Yeah, and I just
0: go yeah it's like
1: and they're saying I wouldn't have seen it yes and it's such a it's the way we live our lives we don't see we don't see enough of what's around us
0: yeah absolutely I saw a thistle I saw a thistle (laughs) How did you Claire
1: (laughs) (laughs) no seriously I saw a thistle one of the early days and I was like and I (laughs) if I had seen it before I would have dismissed it but I just said well I'm going to notice that now today because that's my practice and then it was like do you know what was interesting about it? And I say I'm getting carried away. It was a frosty no. morning. It had been frosty, but I was out for my walk around 11 or 12, and it was everything I thawed. Yes. But the thistle still had frost on it. Oh wow! But all the grass around it didn't, and the hedge oh. around it didn't. Yeah, wow. Well, so then I had to go home and Google thistles. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't find out about thistles, but I did find that certain plants will survive the winter because their inner chemistry changes wow you know and and they're one of the plants that their inner chemistry changes so they don't that frost can stay because the temperature inside is cold oh. whereas, in, whereas in the other plants it was warm right so it had defrosted yes
0: and I was just wow. like
1: is not amazing and it was this natural load that our inner our inner chemistry we can we can change that
0: wow. and, and
1: it'll help us deal with oh. what's going on around us
0: and I'm going a pistol <laughs> Is such a powerful message in itself, isn't it? Like it's how when we manage our inner world, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside, then we'll survive it,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, well, wow. sometimes I think the messages are really simple, and then I go, Well, that is the point of it, actually, yes. because nature is simple, and yes. anything we're seeing must be a natural law, you know, it's not something we've made up ourselves. So I'm taking them all as gospel, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely and nature has a lot to tell us if we're just open to receiving the message yeah, you know yeah. and and stop doing so much and start start being more you know yeah. just so i hope it keeps like,
1: talking to me anyway because yes be, of course if, it if i run out of stuff it's gonna
0: <laughs> no. be, <laughs> it's gonna be no 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 there, there's always something that has something to say to us and we're open yeah. to hearing it That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh well, i am truly enjoying it and like i and thank you so much because i am Reflecting on things that you've seen, and it's just beautiful. So oh, thank, thank you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I just love it. But you've mentioned throughout our conversation that there are times that you got an intuitive hit and you didn't respond to it, or you did respond to it. Is there any other moments that stand out in your life where you feel, apart from the the business of nature, <laughs> but it was like that you've most definitely listen to your intuition or chose you know whether it was a, a positive or a negative hit you know what i mean it's like something to go for or to avoid that really stands out in your mind
1: i'm sure there's probably loads like when i finally did make the decision to move to care, yes. that was pure intuition there was no yes. rationale around it it was every logical indicator would have said don't go yes you know and i and i always we've been through that I just feel that was the best decision I ever made and yeah. should have made it a long time before and that was my learning of you know maybe maybe when when you feel something deep inside you should listen to it yes you know and um so I, I it's a it's a muscle I would like or if that's the word mm. it's a an ability I would like to develop more totally I don't always when when things go wrong yes you know and you look back you kind of always go I had a feeling yeah or yeah or I feel you know looking back yes on that day I should have picked that up yes that that was an indicator things weren't right or then there was another one and um it's it's more when things go wrong I realize I should have trusted myself a bit more you know um I probably can look too much outside to other advisors or other Mm. other people to kind of get that endorsement especially when you lack a bit of mishnah you know you need someone to give you a bit of (laughs) You know yes. and i think that's something i'm i'm trying to develop more you know just yes. and and this business of nature thing is is certainly teaching me that if you just sit still for long enough even which i don't do so i'm not yes. giving this as a lesson if i were to sit still long enough to listen to myself i'd probably yes. be a lot wiser mm. <laughs> so you yes. i do think that i do think yes. that and i suppose maybe that's a practice i might get out of this yeah, business beautiful. of nature thing um but yeah, more so when I look back on stuff yes. that didn't work out and I yes. go, yeah, I should I should have picked that up. Yes. And um, often you're for me anyway, what what your intuition what my intuition is telling me is might be um, this will sound dramatic, but countercultural or counterintuitive. Does that make sense your intuition yes. to be counterintuitive? Oh, that's yes, ridiculous totally. but I mean counter to the prevailing wisdom. Yes and um, I think that's that's a definite a bit like feeling you know I, you don't fit in that whole yes. thing is if you have ideas and thoughts that are different it it's quite hard to to express them or to honor them yes. you know i found that maybe that's not the case for everyone but the, the older i get and the wiser i get the more i realize you know the only thing to listen to is yourself
0: yes, totally. because
1: the only thing you account for at the end of the day is yourself yes
0: um
1: and, and showing up without really listening to yourself is very inauthentic even if you don't mean to be Mm. and and it's kind of like you are who you are and if you're not oddball be an oddball you know yes, I kind of kind of think that sometimes you know and <laughs> I'm getting more comfortable as I get older with being an oddball yes know.
0: yes
1: I used to care a lot about that and yes just, yeah, so,
0: yeah. You know, I
1: know loads about odd, oddballs and they're really interesting
0: <laughs> I know so yeah so do I, <laughs> I know, I'll be in the mix there for sure <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I include myself yeah yeah I loved um Brene Brown's book Braving the Wilderness about Mm. not belonging you know and that we're at the end of the the only person we really truly belong to is ourselves
1: Mm. and if we
0: can't have our own back you know and truly trust and believe in ourselves then yeah we will never truly find that place where we belong Mm. you know Yeah. Yeah. um, yeah yeah well tina I this has been such a lovely conversation. <laughs> but yeah. I think we can talk all day. It's like I want to have enjoyed more it. And more and more. I've enjoyed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. But Thank um you. for anybody who who might be in tourism business and they want to get in touch with you what's the best way for them to get in touch? And I'll leave it in the show notes down below as well.
1: I suppose um LinkedIn is a good place to catch me. Yes, okay. Probably LinkedIn Or the tourismspace.com yes. is is the website you Get details there. Yeah, yeah, I'd love anyone to get in touch. You don't have to confine yourself
0: to Yeah, (laughs) no, absolutely not. No, and it is. It's like um, and if if you are looking for a a community of people who who can really pull together, love the places they're in, and even just share from their hearts and get a lot, uh, share a lot of wisdom with each other you have to check out the huddle with Tina's tourism space. It's an amazing group of entrepreneurs and facilitated by Tina. And yes, it's just a gorgeous space. And there's, there's a lot of beautiful people in there. So um, definitely. Thanks so uh, much,
1: Joanne. You've um, made lovely contributions to it yourself. It's it's
0: just my joy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so thank you so, so much for your time. And I'm delighted with all of these, you know, you, you know, kind of getting into things that are in, increasing and flexing your intuitive muscle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And yeah. I I thoroughly believe it's an, an asset that entrepreneurs, have you know, have, but they don't always utilize. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that, you know, we definitely. always look for the external validation, as you say, or whatever. And the only validation we truly need is our own. Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. okay well thank you very much much, joanne yeah thanks everybody really appreciate it until next time Bye. thank you for joining me on this episode of the let's get into it coaching podcast i just loved sharing with you today And I truly believe that our intuition is one of our most important tools to help guide us on our journey through life. Join me again on the next episode, when we will talk about more ways we can increase our intuitive intelligence. This is your host, Joanne Macmillan from joanne.ie. And until next time, let's stay into it.